0: Hey guys, welcome to Bagging Boardcast episode number 545. I'm Chris. I'm John, who's a sweetheart. And I'm Small. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: The first being The Week in Geek, being the
2: top geek stories of the past week. The next is The List, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out December 13th. twenty.
0: It's still 2023, right? Yeah. Another couple weeks. And then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week we're bringing you our trade and policy review of Image Comics Noctera Volume 1, Full Throttle Dark by Scott Snyder and Tony Daniel. Mm. Mm. Oh, John, I see you taking a little, a little sip there because we also happen to talk about craft beer a lot. Yeah. And uh, Paul and I are,
2: dr- are drinking from Lawson's Finest, their Nitro Stout's. And of course, it's very smooth. It That's very smooth. Very smooth. Uh, dry Irish stout coming in at like 4.6%. Oh, 5.4%. And uh <clears throat> I really like this. It's it's as good as Guinness, not as sweet. Um, a little bit of roasty character, but I really like it.
1: It has that nice
2: bitter. Roasty, uh, you know, lingering. Yes. Um, thirteen or fourteen ninety nine a four pack. Um, which it's eleven bucks I think, twelve bucks for a four pack of Guinness. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like it. They've also figured out a way. No uh, nitrous rocket in there or ball. You have to give the can a shake. And then aggressive pour in there and um, and enjoy. The only thing is, is you got to make sure you have a larger than a 16 ounce glass. Because hmm. uh, even mine, my, I have an English pub glass and it's 18 ounces. And I still had some left in my can that I couldn't get in there. But um, all around delicious.
1: I like it. Sean, you could have let me know because I was asking you about my, the glass that I grabbed. I could have grabbed my big novelty mug, uh. you know, the, the
2: oversized novelty mug. That would have worked. Sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, no, he showed I mean,
2: me a a nice big wide uh, pub glass. So I said, yeah, it's yeah, a pub glass.
1: And I was like from uh big ditch. But yeah, I had a lot left in the can as well. Uh I did the aggressive, did the shake, and I, it it sounded like there was one of those widgets in there, and those nitrous, yeah. because it, it it went boom. You activated it. Yeah, and uh, when I started pouring, it produced a lot of foamy head. Had to let it settle for quite a while, and then uh, even then I couldn't uh, fit the rest of the can
2: in there, so had to drink some, which was a good good thing. It was a good had to, you know. It's like when you get the milkshake and they give you the glass and then they give you that extra thing of milkshake like it's the best part of the milkshake. There's sometimes there's
1: must do's that you have to do and there's other must do's that you really want to do. Right, Chris? Yeah,
0: and it's time for me to do my must do. And that's drink this beer. Uh, This is the Hardywood Bourbon Barrel Gingerbread Stout. 12.2% ABV. Uh, I have had this before. I did not remember when I had had it. Uh, I've had it twice before, 2013 and 2019. Uh, John, you were mentioning them, was it last week or two weeks ago? You had talked about the Hardywood gingerbread stuff. Yeah, I had the ginger, yeah,
2: I had the porter,
0: yeah. Uh, they did not have that one at my beer store. So instead, said I got this, and man, I do not remember this being so ginger-forward. Um, it's much more ginger and style not necessarily like a gingerbread style like mm. it's very nice it's very smooth you definitely get that 12 percent alcohol on the back end but it's all just like fresh ginger on the front of it and that just kind of overpowers any of the other you know, like gingerbread spices i think you would pick up because it's it's just ginger and there's and nothing wrong with it i love air. ginger
2: <clears throat> yeah uh it's been a couple of years since i've had the barrel age And my the 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 Christmas morning, which is the gingerbread stout with coffee, is the one that I usually I like the regular gingerbread because I feel like the coffee takes away from the ginger flavor. Mm. But it could just be like the time I had it. It Uh, would. I can see coffee standing a little more a little more coffee than uh, I wanted. And every year, you know, it's going to be a little bit different, but.
0: Yeah, I do really like this though. Um, it's great. I like I said uh, before we uh, start recording. I'm gonna have to try to pace myself tonight, and I don't think I'm going to because <laughs> even though it does give it like a little bit Chris. of that. Chris can't can't do it. Uh, that kind of dragon breath on the back. It's still so smooth. Yeah. Mm. The Lawson's. Would you buy it?
2: Uh, how much is it again? 13.99. And how much is Guinness? 11
1: or 12.99 it would depend on my mood and how much how much jingle jangle i have in my pockets like do i
2: because you actually get m-
1: more beer beer
2: yes. out of this yeah yeah
1: but sometimes i'm just feeling nostalgic and just want a guinness and this is good it is i would say this is a better beer than a guinness but it doesn't beat. but there is a there is nostalgia you know Nostalgia tastes delicious.
0: It's it's pizza rules, like yeah, yeah. A dry Irish stout is good, but I could spend a little bit less and still get get a Guinness.
1: I could spend yeah. a little bit less and get less Guinness, and but it's still a Guinness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there huh. is something about uh, I know it wasn't a big deal to me, you know, because I didn't really listen to the Pogues, but uh uh Shane McGowan passed away. So
0: oh, I'm sorry for your loss, Paul. Oh. <laughs> well it's Jack yeah, it, Is uh, your uncle? Uh
1: no no relations. Um but you know the fairy tales of New York have has been playing like non stop. At least for me. It like it keeps on popping up on like YouTube, like all the different cover, uh covers and like um you know from his funeral and everything has been popping up. And so like there's this uh poll this uh this uh Pull to drink guinness right now for me sorry sorry for your loss thank you well i appreciate that i appreciate what do you say to that like what's the actual like because right now socially i'm having a hard time like i'm sorry for your loss it's weird to thank somebody
0: for that uh the correct response is good looking out and then you give them a high five okay from now on
2: that's what i'm doing uh what about because i had this happen to me i was talking to somebody and they're like. Uh yeah I I, you know I was in the army and there was a pause and I was like thank you for your service like is that what I was supposed to fill that pause with you you paused for me to say that Hmm. he made it out (laughs) like thank you (laughs) thank you for your service
1: got all your limbs all the fingers all toes uh
0: John also good looking out (laughs) 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 it works. It works. I think we cracked the code. It's the, it's I think the catch we cracked on. the social code. Good looking out. High or, five. Or if you're, if you're Randy, who gives a shit? <laughs> As we've quoted before on the podcast, John's brother-in-law. In response to Paul sharing that they had a birthday like a day <laughs> apart. <laughs> Some of my favorite Randy stories. One on the fourth, one on the fifth. <laughs> because You could have yeah. just been like, oh, cool yeah quote randy who gives a shit the thing is
1: though also he's the one that brought up his birthday like it was a big deal
2: no i said because we were at a brewery i said Uh randy if you like anything here i'll get you a growler for your birthday and paul goes oh when's your birthday and he's like may 4th and paul's like mine's may 5th and he went who gives a shit (laughs) no he like leaned in looked me dead in the eye and went yeah who gives a shit? And I'm like, but you also zinged him when we stopped at the rest stop, and he undid his pants all the way. I wasn't meaning a, to ding because, him because because he had a button fly, so he had to undo his <laughs> pants all the way. And Paul said, "What are you doing? Yeah, you put your underwear on backwards." <laughs>
0: I don't remember that.
2: I do because it was hilarious.
1: <laughs> I, I I was legitimately concerned. 'Cause he was full all the way down to the ankle with it though. It wasn't like
2: <laughs> he wasn't down to his ankle. He always flying they, fly they shooting down while he was peeing. He had it with the Paul McGowan I'm peeing on a tree and the pee's coming down with the legs going out yeah. to keep his pants on. The guy had it all of his pants he undid all of it? the guy had it coming. the guy had it coming. Anytime you can get Randy with a good joke. You need to.
0: So, so other news. Good looking out. Good looking out. Good looking out. High fives. Uh, I'll I'll start it off because yeah. nine nine more like nine nine German for no no because mm. uh, Andre Brower, known for playing Captain Holt on Brooklyn Nine Nine passed away at the age of sixty one after uh, a brief bout of an illness and I didn't see which one it was but. It made me sad and made me want to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine again.
2: Yeah, you know, I never finished the last season, so I wanted to go back and finish it up.
0: Yeah, after, it was off the air for a while during COVID, and like when they put out the final season, I just never watched it. So It I think this switched from
2: Fox to NBC, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I think it, it was, it was what, two seasons on NBC or three? Oh, I don't remember, but uh, I'm. In the pre-show talk, Paul, you mentioned you had never watched this, and I, I think you should because this is like a cop drama in the vein of like Parks and Recreation. Parks like and it's, Yeah, it's in that that is it on Hulu? I believe it is. Okay, or is it on just Peacock? Because yeah,
1: Cause, well, yeah if it's on Hulu, maybe it's one of the ones that I'll uh, uh, whirl up during the uh, big uh, winter days, like you know, once it gets
0: into. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, January, um, early February. I, it's not called Big Winter Days. It's uh, Honda Days. Oh, no, those it's, are... It's those a are nationally holidays. recognized religious holiday. So, I, um, Guys, um, you know what? Please. Chris, how dare you bring that up? You know
1: I, t- uh, I celebrate Toyotathon.
0: <laughs> to, to, to you and yours, a very merry Toyotathon. Um, but yeah, it's, it's sad. Um, just seeing all the cast members... Posting their remembrances. Uh, great work. I never watched Homicide because that's not my kind of show, but he's fantastic as Captain Holt. You know what's kind of crazy? 61, I'm like like five, six years ago,
1: I've been like, oh, 61. He, he made it. good job. And now that you're like 68, that that I'm, like, oh. I'm like, oh man, that's right around the corner for me. Uh,
2: 61, so it 22. is streaming on, on it's streaming on lots of stuff Bravo, NBC, E, Peacock, Sci-Fi, Telemundo? And then you can buy seasons for sixteen
0: ninety nine dollars 99 on uh, Prime. Well, Paul, with your Disney Plus, because you got that again, mm-hmm. is Hulu bundled in with it? Because now I Hulu have the is a Hulu part of
1: bundled with, yeah, that's, that's yeah. how I have Disney Plus, is the Hulu and Disney Plus bundle. Yeah,
2: so. we, uh, we did that too through Verizon. Ooh. So we we got Hulu, uh, Disney Plus, Disney and Plus ESPN with Plus. no
0: commercials, Hulu with commercials. It's annoying. I because when I watch stuff on Hulu, I was hoping that oh well because I have the Disney Plus <clears throat> no ads. If I watch Hulu stuff on there, I still see that stupid uh, T-Mobile Zoe Saldana commercial. Yeah, everything we watch.
2: We were paying for them separate. We were paying for Hulu and Disney Plus separate. So Caitlin canceled them for the Black Friday deal. Mm-hmm. She got she thought she was getting both of them with no commercials, but only the Disney yeah. Plus. And uh, like Sue and I just every time a commercial comes out, we look at each other like, what did she do to us? We got to watch these commercials. Because they're like, I have commercials she- on everything now.
0: Two, they're two minutes long. It's the same things yeah. over and over again. <laughs> That's what bothers me the most is it's always the same commercials. Like I don't like ads, but it, you at least you look
2: like a marshmallow. It up. You look like a marshmallow.
0: Uh, I would
2: rather go to watch a thing. Give me. Give me five, six minutes in the beginning of the show, be, beginning before it starts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't give him ideas. John. And then just let me. That's and then just Peac- let I'm, watch. I'm, I'm cutting all this out. I'm cutting all this out.
1: No, no. That's how Peacock was like to watch a movie. It would be like, hey, we're sponsored. This movie is presented by so and so. And you watch like a 90 second ad from that person, from that sponsor. Then you'd watch like maybe another you would watch. Two other thirty-second commercials, and then another one-minute commercial by this sponsoring, you know, whoever.
0: Don't like that, but you know what? I think I hate more is when they ask me to choose my ad that I'm gonna watch. Especially, because I don't want to pick either one of them, but I don't know what I pick is gonna say about me, and I'm gonna start getting like more algorithm stuff. Hate it. It's uh, like a choose-your-own-adventure that you can't win.
2: Also, like, you're like, oh, I'm gonna play this. It'll play a commercial, so I'll go in the other room. Mm. So you play the commercial, you go in the other room, you get your drink, you get your snack, you pop your popcorn, you come back and you're like, it's whoa, still whoa, sitting whoa. on that. You're window. getting a
0: snack and you're popping popcorn.
2: Well the I mean, popcorn's not for me. I'm a generous man and I, I made popcorn for my wife. Uh but I go back in there and it's still not it's nobody selected anything,
0: so it's still like sitting there. I was mm. just autoplay something. Like I don't say anything, I haven't like, had that. Five. Oh, yeah. What, what app is that on? I've seen it on like a couple different things.
1: I've seen it on Hulu. Really? When you're streaming it on Hulu?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I haven't had that on Hulu yet. Thank yeah, promise. like when you
0: when you start up something. Mm-hmm. But a lot no. of
2: times it's like um.
0: It'll be like a progressive ad. It's, it's a, like, pro- oh, it's do a you
2: progressive want- ad. It's like yeah. choose this one for progressive or choose this one. They're both the same ad. Just give me the fucking play one of them.
0: Yeah. Eat it, Flo. Anyways.
2: Is that
1: what Jake from State Farms says to Flo? No, he
0: says...
2: Uh, Just eat all the hamburger Astro Boy.
0: He says... What? So, <laughs> I was trying to think of something to say. I couldn't come up with something, but online, it's like some random like Reddit page. I don't remember what it was. I saw someone refer to someone else as a booger, and I was like, that's <laughs> like so childish, but reading it as an adult, I'm like devastating it's <laughs> like, like, that's just, it feels like a it's so a, dismissive a
1: comment that you made like 1980s like when those like a like, like a Goonies Boogers. kind of like insult
0: you yeah, booger like, yeah it's like oh this booger over here is like, wow that's, why does it sting so much
1: yeah you know what though uh, in the car booger-
0: you get picked first for
1: every baseball team every pickup game <laughs>
2: I uh
0: I use not shmohawk. as good as your earlier jokes <laughs> off the podcast.
2: Ball. I use schmohawk in the car, especially if my son's in the there. Oh, for... the schmohawk! That's what I all the time. Ah, the schmohawk! And you just hear this little kid voice. Why is he a schmohawk? Ah, he's not going it's the
0: speed big, limit. He's a big Parker. Big Parker. Anyways, some people that uh season season might... twelve uh of
2: Curb Your Enthusiasm final season. Is it really? Yeah. What's I don't
1: know. Wasn't the last season of to yeah. the final season of uh Kirby Enthusiasm?
2: No, he just uh he never he never officially says it's over. He just puts two or three years in between them and then it's like yeah, yeah, I'm ready they to decide, like, yeah. I'm ready to come back.
0: Um I, I, no, I'm not gonna go into it. Uh person some people think might be a Schmohawk. James Gunn, because coming under fire after announcing his brother Sean Gunn Will be portraying Maxwell Lord in Superman Legacy. Uh, I had the same response that John had, where it's like, oh, it's, yeah, it's his brother. He puts him in everything. Like a lot of people are claiming, like, whoa, nepotism. And then also, oh, you said uh, people are just going to be playing one role. Uh, how can he be Maxwell Lord when he's also Weasel, and then he's voicing someone in Creature Commandos? uh to which James going to reply like was, well vo- voice actors are their own thing it's like Alan Tudyk does like two voices in something that we've done like we have voice actors doing multiple roles it's something that they do like it's fairly mm-hmm. common uh and then Paul had the response um, that other people have which Paul well i said
1: i can kind of understand if the the things like hey Pedro Pascal daddy to the internet uh played maxwell lord and everybody loves pedro Pascal. that's
0: true but also everybody hated one room in 84 i still haven't seen it so yeah it's not good and i'd like to say he's the best part of it but but he's not (laughs) not. but yeah actually to to john's point it's being wiped from existence like that movie does not exist well here's my thing going forward Why is Maxwell Lord in Superman
1: Legacy? Maxwell Lord seems too close of a character to Lex Luthor to me. Or to me, like, why? Why Maxwell Lord?
0: So this kind of goes into something else that he had been asked about on Twitter. And shout out to James Gunn for being very approachable and just addressing people's questions and concerns. Uh, Because someone had asked him a question about, like, oh, you have all these characters popping up, like... Isn't that something that you don't want to do? And he referred back to like the, one of the things that he's learned with his time at Marvel is not doing what he calls cameo porn. where it's just throwing somewhere, someone in a movie to be in that movie. Uh, he said for him, if you have a character appearing, it needs to serve some sort of purpose and do something for the story. So whatever hesitation I have about them announcing all these characters that are going to be in Superman legacy, that kind of soothes some of that like hesitation pain because he's going in knowing like, no, th- there is a purpose to this. Like it's not just throwing someone in something so we can bring them back for something else later.
1: It's to get the studio executives
2: off his back. Also, uh, his brother played the Calendar Man in Suicide Squad as well. <laughs> you That's mean Julius Day? Julian, yeah. Day? Julian Day. Julian uh-huh. Day. Julian. It's okay. You're, you're just, just Paul. You're just, nobody, Paul, nobody you're just thinking about yeah. Julius from Treehouse, but we don't have Julius oh. to drink. We Is got there an any idea.
1: homework assignment that I need to do with this, or no? You, you can, can just, just open it up one? and drink it. Oh, thank you.
0: Worried. To um, and speaking about throwing characters in something to bring them back in something else uh, this past week, Marvel did have a screening of uh, their new animated series. What if that's going to be debuting next week, uh, this week, probably by the time you listen to this, uh, they announced there that they are going to be debuting a new animated show eyes of Wakanda uh, in 2024. Uh, and this is going to focus more on the Wakandan war dogs, like the characters like right. uh, Nakia, who go out into the world and are like acting as super spies, which really cool. I think Nakia is a great character that's kind of underused in the Black Panther movies. Uh, and they did address the fact that some of the stuff that they might have been doing in the actual uh, Black Panther live action series that's been pushed back. May make an appearance in this because a lot of what they were going to do in that kind of got side railed with Black Panther Wakanda forever, um, which is part of why we haven't had anything about Black Panther three. And then Ironheart also being pushed back because so much stuff has changed in the wake of that movie coming out. So it, interesting to see how this is going to work. Um, confirmed, yes, 2024 alongside. The Spider Man animated series, which has been renamed uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider Man. It's no longer freshman year, which I don't know yeah. when that happened, but that was news. And then also X Men 97. Yeah. Uh, so three Marvel animated series in 2024. Only one movie, though.
1: Which is time well, I'm
0: I'm okay with. Like,
1: well, didn't Baba uh, Igar well, <laughs> say that they wanted to pull back on that as well? Like yeah, which, they wanted to pull back on the Star Wars movies. They wanted to pull back on the Marvel movies because they're, they're I'm, like, I'm a big fan and I still have not cared to go to the movie theaters to see any of these, you know, anything after Endgame. I'm like, yeah. uh, no, I, I want to think, see Wakanda Fender because a friend of mine asked me to go.
0: Thanks, Craig. I think uh, parsing these out a little bit further apart, making them more special, more event viewing make sense and then that also gives them time to figure out what they want to do and where they want to go with the overarching marvel cinematic universe again because it seems like now just throwing a lot of spaghetti to the wall and Mm -hmm. seeing if it sticks enough to be done that's all i had for news i don't know if anybody had anything else that popped up that they want to throw in there that's everything uh, i had but do, Paul, you had, uh, do you have another beer you want
1: to talk yeah, about Paul, did you were you able to open our next beer yeah i was able to open up the next beer and you're telling me this is for mortalis mm. and this is strange philosophies <sighs> 107 yes and this is eight percent alcoholic volume this is a definitely uh indian uh pale ale y- you can taste the haze you can it is taste big, the haze it is big fruity it's a double Indian. it's a double ipa um yeah, very fruity. Uh, nice little bit around the back end. Uh, I've been kind of craving because I've been just drinking through some Christmas beers that I've had stocked in the fridge. Uh, so I've been kind of craving an IPA. And this is this is satisfying, that craze.
2: Yeah, it's got kind of like a papaya fruit, like tropical kind of fruit to it. <clears throat> it's really nice. Um, the The... The strange um, whatever it I forget what it's called there is a rotating or it's a ever changing, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> 107 may never be brewed again. Um, but Mortalis just opened up a secondary brew pub in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin and I went there on Agra the, Street. It, yeah, it's in uh, it's where um, it's in the same building that the old Surge was in.
0: Oh, okay, okay. cool. Um,
2: Is that so the, it's not <laughs> It's not on the there? side there. It's on the front. What's hmm. that? Is the cider place still there? The uh, I don't
1: uh, uh, Petrelis or Twin Twin
2: something. Okay, I don't. I don't think so. Um, Seltzer, but yeah. uh, hard kombucha was in that. Mm.
0: Um. <clears throat>
2: uh, but no, it's a nice place. Uh, it's a a brewery that Caitlin and I really do like. Um, they make some really good sours. They're, I think they're actually a little bit better than um, froth sours. Mm-hmm. It, they also make some very good stouts. Um, I would say they're, they're right. better than a
1: froth,
0: but they're not as sweet. Wow. They're not as
1: stupid. All right. Well, yeah, next time
0: we come up, we gotta we gotta well, go there because froth yeah. was one of Yanni's favorite places that we went when we were up in Buffalo back in April. It'll it's
2: be a, it. It'll be a split group because. As much as my wife loves Mortalis, I believe she likes Froth better than Mortalis,
0: and I like Mortalis better than Froth. Um, not not related to the breweries, but kind of. Um, Yanni will update me because she gets emails from Wingnuts <laughs> about something. And then again, like Yanni was someone that. Likes chicken, but did not like chicken wings because she has this like thing where she doesn't like eating meat off of a bone. She's yeah. fine with meat, but it's like coming off of a bone like reminds her like no, this was an animal at some point. Um, Next time she's tri- up, for, John, we got a rib off. No, but that thing like going to Buffalo and eating wings like every day we were there because we <laughs> really did. Um, she's she's fine with it now. Uh, okay, like, can- but. Chris,
1: don't take away off a uh, reason for us to have a wing a uh, rib I, off. We can still have a a rib off, like yeah, but I want welcome. you to be but I want you to be excited about it.
0: Oh, no, we we can be a uh we Chris, can be, you, you've known you me called? for how
1: many years. We can be judges.
0: You never need it to be an event. We can have an actual wing off between you and John and rib, rib off, not wing. Sorry, rib-off. I, I, I apologize. I am thinking wings.
2: I will say this right now. Paul makes a better rib than
1: I do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We've only had it once, and I didn't have it dialed in yet. i still, uh, yeah, still but I knew in. What,
2: it I knew what... I, I'm still dialing it in. Yeah. But my ribs, because of my smoker, I can't do what you do with that nice bark on it and that pull from the bone. The way I can do it to get it cooked right without drying it out, I got to do it in the foil... Mm. So I have one that falls more off the bone. But and no bar- stay no. on target,
0: guys. This is not a barbecue boys.
2: Well,
1: Wait, where are we? Gonna, let's get into a barbecue boys, again, boys.
0: John does John, before we started, you John was also like
1: to uh, get up at five. I'm okay. We have an earlier show. All right. We're through the news
2: anyways. Guys. That brings us to the uh no, it brings for- us to Chris's beer, which oh. he made a big yummy face to. I and, forgot. Uh,
0: I can't believe how good this beer is. Uh, Because I am drinking the Hardywood Kentucky Christmas Morning 12.2% ABB, and this is an Imperial Milk Stout Asian Kentucky bourbon barrels with ginger, vanilla, honey, cinnamon, and coffee. And, John, like you said, you remember that coffee cutting through that big ginger taste? It absolutely does. Like, it's a wonderful, just like, sweeping in coffee flavor on this and then you get that nice ginger bite um yeah there's other stuff in this i mean vanilla honey cinnamon but the like even on the nose the coffee really shines on this like yeah it's a much more rounded out flavor having that coffee in which you wouldn't think would be possible because coffee is just such a big bold abrasive flavor but alongside that ginger dang and that's why i made that face because yeah this this is what i kind of wanted the bourbon barrel gingerbread stuff to be because it's such a more of a melding of flavors it's not just something more prevalent than everything else
1: now you can cope. <laughs> I got so excited about talking about ribs and Barbecue Boys, I forgot you didn't talk about your beer. I'm sorry, Chris. Was there he's a moment also, that I wanted also, to kick you from that, the call and start talking about Barbecue Boys? He said that,
0: but the whole time he was saying that, he was shaking his head like, no, I wasn't. And then he gave me a thumbs down. That hurt. That's like calling someone a booger.
1: So comic books, guys. <laughs> comic books coming out Uh, what day, the 13th. The 13th, yesterday,
0: yesterday, or by the time this gets posted, two days ago, because I'll I'll edit it tonight. Oh, wow! be nice of you. Well, as long as I don't get too, uh, too knocked out by everything here.
1: You know, the Christmas magic is in the air. And you know who wants to celebrate that uh, holiday season, that solstice? Well, there's no one more that wants to celebrate it with you guys than uh, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, with her holiday special number one. Written by Kelly Thompson, artist by uh, Veronica Fish. Uh, Yeah, this has a couple different stories uh, from Sabrina, the Teenage Witch. It definitely looks more like in the Archie Comics vein of Archie Horror. But I'm not sure if it is Archie Horror. But then again, you hear stuff like to save their friend and throw it by a dark and clever beast. And to to kill him in his own world is very difficult. And to kill him in ours is even harder you know so i feel like it's skirting that thing so i'm excited to see what they're doing with uh sabrina
0: the teenage witch here in their S- holiday special speaking about skirting i hate like half the covers for this book oh i haven't looked oh Cause, geez because like the main <coughs> cover for is like oh it's sabrina and like a yeah. santa coat like holding like fire She's <clears> got to <throat> be thrown around her head but then like the next exclusive cover it shows is it's just It's not Sabrina. just a blonde girl in, like, slutty Santa costume. And it's way too... Her hair's way too long. That's not Sabrina hair. That's not Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's not her. And then there's, like, another, like, pin-up-y one. So, okay, I I lied. Half of them is overreaching, because a lot of these are kind of cool. Like, the one with her, like, sitting there with, like, Salem on her shoulder, and, like, she's holding, like, an ice ball is, like, kind of cool. not. This is something I would so not. So you hated mind. one of the covers. Not two of them, because there's another one that's kind of cheesecakey. I don't see that one. Uh, it's a retailer exclusive. Okay. But um, oh, I,
1: oh, I have to scroll down more. Oh, bird screen.
0: <laughs> but there's yeah, there's a lot of covers. Oh, no, this this sounds kind of fun. I I like the Archie horror stuff. It's one of those things that I always see when a new book's coming out, but I never really pick them up until Paul's like, oh, we're gonna be reading. Mad Max Archie. I don't remember what it was called. That one was fun though. And I'm like, okay. And I pick it up. And I'm like, these are great. Like, So, Paul, if you pick this up. Um, I have picked it, it up. Is, and it's good. That's I have what, to read it. It came out yesterday. I was, yeah, if this is uh, good enough and you want to submit it, Like, I wouldn't mind picking this up on your recommendation.
1: I was waiting for you guys to join the call or jump on and call me. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll read that. And then I'm like, oh, Thursday Night Football's on. I'll turn that off.
2: Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I am looking for Usagi in space. Mm-hmm. Space, space, uh, <clears throat> uh, But this is a space Usagi Death and Honor number one um, from San. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Stan Sakai. Um, I've this last year and a half. I've become a huge Usagi Yojimbo fan. Uh, this is. A colorized version of Space Usagi that he did. um, I think he did for an exclusive over the summer um, at one of the Comic-Cons. And I think that was a reprinting of one that he had done years ago. Uh, But I think this is one that actually is going to be its own little series. Um, He's going to be continuing on. But mixing Usagi, the Ronin Samurai, and basically Star Wars... Uh, rolled into one.
0: Uh, looking forward to this. Um, yeah, huge Usagi Yojimbo fan these days. So, yeah, the original Space Usagi came out in 1992 and it was three issues. Hmm. So, yeah. I'm assuming this will probably be three issues. Three issues. Death and Honor number one,
2: now in color. Oh, so it's a reprint of this? Yeah, in color. In color. Much like Bone. I think um, he ended up getting a lot, like, Sansakai keeps moving his, the company, like, Usagi around. It was at a couple different companies, now it's back at Dark Horse. And when he came back at Dark Horse, he got his, I don't know if he got his catalog back or time or whatever he got, he got it back. But he seems to be doing a lot more kind of fun stuff and reprints and stuff, Hmm. which I'm happy for. So do I want to act like I
1: forgot that Chris hasn't done his book much like how I forgot he didn't do his beer, or
0: should we throw it to Chris? Chris, what book are you looking forward to? Uh, this week I am looking forward to World's Finest Teen Titans number six, uh, bringing a conclusion to this miniseries, which I didn't realize it was a miniseries, uh, from Mark Wade and Emanuella Um I love... World's Finest Batman and Superman. I've been loving the Teen Titans book as well. I hope they do more of this World's Finest like pseudo imprint. Uh, just new, fresh, clean takes on these characters that just stand in like a new continuity. Because I mean, it, it's homages to the old one, but it's yeah. like everybody's got cell phones. Uh,
1: we we talked about
0: World's Finest Titans, like the and World's Finest, you
1: know. they're hanging out in like bringing back kingdom come so
0: yeah which was really great i don't know if you guys read that the last issue was fantastic um i really like this little corner of the dc universe and i'm sad this book is going away after this one but i look forward to maybe seeing another world's finest kind of come in next year Ooh, you
1: want to do a little verge topic what who deserves the world's finest book?
0: Mm.
2: Is it from the same team or at least Mark? Well, oh, yeah, Mark. Mark, Wade's Mark write
1: Wade. Mark Wade, and then bringing bringing it back to what your world's finest era would be, which is this era. You know, he's hearkening back to the era we started reading comic books again, and like that's, I I feel like that's right to say.
2: Um, it feels I, very pre fifty two. Uh, His something character. that would be fun to get the Mark Wade treatment. I don't know how much of affinity he has to these characters, but. It's Mark Lou, Wade. He, he loves comic books. He loves all characters. Blue Beetle and Booster Gold uh-huh. <laughs> could use a nice shot from Mark Wade, And that's just like off the top of my head. The first thought was even like Wonder Woman. Mm <laughs> hmm. I was going oh. to go
1: with I, like I was thinking Blue Beetle and Booster Gold as well, just because of the era We're not, you they are. would go. But I would go Power Girl because the Power Girl that's coming out now, I I
0: don't I don't recognize. Um, I have not read any of this Power Girl outside. I don't remember if it was like Superman or Action Comics that you had picked for the the look back a couple of months ago. I didn't mind it, but guys, I I gotta say I I think uh World's Finest green lantern green arrow mm, like a hard, hard traveling, traveling heroes, heroes. that would be good world
1: time yeah. oh yeah because it should be a team-up book so mine doesn't really work Ooh. question and question huntress. like team-up book okay, always that would be a good one too yeah and it could be even it could be uh vix uh sage or renee montoya i'm happy with either one
2: it
0: would oh. probably
1: be Vic
2: sage if it was yeah. uh yeah if they're yeah, going yeah, world's probably. finest yeah mm-hmm.
0: Oh, great question, Paul. That was a fun little exercise.
2: Or, I mean, even Green Arrow and Black Canary mm-hmm. would be a good team up book with Mark Wade.
0: Anything Mark
2: Wade touches, pretty much gold. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few times that I'm like, eh. Remember when we used to say that about Jeff Johns oh. and Brian Michael Bendis?
0: I, I don't know. I, think, I, I do feel like both Mojo's coming back for for Bendis there. Bendis, know, like when I pick I think, up a Bendis book now I'm like oh I, I do enjoy this. I think he worked worked through is like okay I'm I'm a comic book writer. I need to say everything I need to say on one page. <laughs> I feel like now he's like okay no I'm entrenched in this. I've been doing it for like 20 years. I I can, I can have fun again. I can
2: yeah. I think also is he was like the the Marvel Man where he was working on way mm-hmm. too much so I think it just was like how do I draw like how do I draw this look at everything you put on the page like let's put a big word bubble bubble mm-hmm. but yeah
0: man we, we read a lot of comic books but you know what else we like to read
1: and now the bagden broadcast proudly present a dramatic reading from X-Men Hellfire Gala 2023
2: number one I'm gonna enjoy taking you to the woodshed
1: and that was a dramatic reading from X-Men Hellfire Gala 2023.
2: That was my Buffalo Bill voice.
0: I just don't know why Juggernaut's hand is so tiny.
2: Um, What's Take his name? What?
0: <laughs> I don't know why he's saying I'm going to enjoy taking you to the woodshed. We didn't read that book. Paul did not submit it. Because uh, this is
1: when the Orcus is uh, invading uh, Krakoa, and they have the uh, like sentinels attacking. Too much information. And and he's going to. They just killed Bobby (laughs) Drake, and now that he's. Oh no. Yeah, that's what they say. No, Bobby, no. Um, and now he's getting uh teleported like kinetically, like blasted out the the window to go take out some uh sentinels. Orchids army
0: people. <sighs> I don't know. Are you guys ready to go on your next beer yet? No, I'm, no. I'm good.
1: I'm good after that.
2: Uh, I yeah, let's get. If we get halfway through our book, I'll probably get through them. I'm really enjoying this IPA. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. chug it. and It's a nice yeah. eight percenter and I'm enjoying um, this beer. It's no, got no, a, a lot fair. of big I just, flavor.
0: I cracked open my IPA uh, from BrewDog because I I figured if you do do another beer, it would probably be the uh, yeah I'll do the, the BrewDog brew one, but don't me, don't let, rush it. Let, don't me, go feel gra- the let, let me go grab it. Let me go
2: grab it. Unless you
0: want to be unless you want to be Chris and just be like, you know what, I
2: you know what, I want to enjoy a BrewDog beer. I did not go out to the beer store dog. to
1: get another beer, so if I do grab another beer, it's going to be for the twenty days or
0: the uh, twelve days of uh, Christmas pack. See, John's getting up to get his beer, so I, I will yeah. fill some space with this because I'm sad that I could not get that. After we had come to the conclusion that we were going to pick up that mm-hmm. clown shoes multi pack again, I was like, yeah, like we didn't have to do it, but it is always fun having the same beer on the shows, and when we can have multiple episodes of the same beers, like and it, it's it just feels planned
1: special. and it makes it easy for December. I don't <laughs> need to go Christmas shopping. I don't. I I'm already going on with... Christmas shopping. Oh, I don't need to go off beer shopping.
0: It's know? it's nice just to go to the beer shop and be like, hey, you know what? I got this mixed pack. I'm good for like three weeks of episodes. Yeah. Uh, I'm because... sad that I couldn't find it down here because it's been down here for the past few years. But I don't know what it was about this year, but nobody in my area had it. And the closest beer store that did, and this is according to Clown Shoes is like, Hey, f- find the beer on their mm-hmm. website. It was like one hundred and ninety four miles away. I was like, I'll drive for beer to have with my friends, but I'm I'm not driving two hundred miles to uh Coral Springs, Florida.
1: You know, to drive two hundred miles, you have to have a full tank of gas. A half pack hey! of gas. It oh. has to be dark. Uh, you have to be wearing sunglasses. Are you wearing
0: sunglasses? I'll drink to that, which I did. And this is nice. Uh, but that's gonna head us into our main topic, which, like we said up at the front, it's time for our trade and policy review. And we are talking about Noctera, Volume One from Image Comics, written by I would say probably one of our favorite comic book writers, Scott Snyder, with you know, maybe one one of our favorite kind of Batman artist, uh Tony Daniel. Uh I read this like two months ago, it's been on the list of things for us to talk about for a while. So I'm excited to kind of get into this because it's been a long time coming. Um, This was a book funded on Kickstarter uh, from Scott Snyder where it's the world has gone dark and there are convoys that take people and supplies between human settlements uh, because light's a weapon at this time, and there's these shadow monsters called shades or smudges that will attack people, infect them. There's kind of like a hive mindness to it. The closest thing I could probably compare this book to is you take pitch black and you mash it into water world, <laughs> And that's what Noctera is. Because yeah. the book focuses on uh Valrigs, one of the drivers of one of these convoys, uh, who picks up like a a fairy. Not not a fairy, like <laughs> small mythical creature with wings, but a fairy, like, you know, she she takes people places. Um it's a scientist and his granddaughter, and she takes it for selfish reasons because her brother's infected with this like darkness plague that could turn Blight. him into a shade uh and this guy you know seems to be uh in on what's going on and could possibly find him a cure he knows all the secrets does he i don't know Th- this book asks a lot of questions and i'm kind of i'm kind of into it scott Snyder's very hit or miss for me uh with his horror stuff but this is much more i know i know i made the um pitch black meets Waterworld, but it's all she's driving a truck. So it's kind of also big trouble in little China. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot that I really liked about this book that I don't normally get out of like a Scott Snyder horror book, which I, I feel are usually just like a little bit too over the top, but this, this kind of, kind of clicks. It is very, I,
2: I don't want to say cliche E but it has those cliches like you could see this as being like a John Carpenter movie with yeah. you saying with you saying that of <clears throat> you, you can't you can't drive anymore right now because the rumor is your brother's been infected. You had a deal with a guy at another camp and that camp went down. You're not going to be able to save your brother. This. Mm-hmm. This fa- fairy, this, 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 the ferryman, uh, the, the, yeah, but, uh, this convoy says, hey, if you get us here, we can save your brother. Okay, I'll bust out of here. I'll take you. And, and then I think, like, the best, the best character, or the character I like the most out of this then shows up, which is Black Blacktop Bill. Bill. <laughs> uh, he's, I, I. I kind of every time he's on he's on the page. I'm kind of enjoying it. He's a good bad guy. He's a really good bad guy because again he's like a cliche bad guy.
1: Yeah, he's overly for me. He's overly cliche. Oh yeah.
2: Um, but there is a fun to this. I think it's for what it is. It's a little too wordy, like. It there's a lot going on because the whole thing is told like it's it's everything that's happening is happened in the past. And Val is telling the story. It's like she's sitting down in a therapist Mm -hmm. telling everything that happened. And there's all these like flashbacks to the past Mm -hmm. of when everything when the sun disappeared if we had read just the first issue, I don't think I would have picked up the rest of the book. Really? It was probably by the end of issue two going into issue three that I was like, okay. And then like, I saw a lot of stuff like, oh, they're going to get out of here by letting the humanoid mm-hmm. beast out. You can tell right away when he showed her those. I was like, yeah. okay, that's going to happen. Okay. Faceless voice who's Bill's boss. I bet it has something to do with uh, the grandpa's brother. Like it just like, mm-hmm. the, it it just seemed like, oh, those are going to happen. Because uh, I, I did enjoy this book. Everything in this was kind of. Cliche it was just kind of like, oh yeah, this is this is what happens in this kind of story or this kind of <laughs> movie, but you still can have fun and you can still enjoy it and um, I think this is like the most i've I enjoy Tony Daniel's art when he's not writing and doing the artwork, <laughs> when he's just the artist on something. I think this book looks really good and captures the night those monsters and then people having like suits of neon and this Mm -hmm. and that in the cities of how they keep light to protect them from the evil. Um, I think it all works really well within this book. Do I feel like I need to get volume two and read it? I don't. I probably, if I did get it, I would probably enjoy it, but this kind of how it ended I you can see where it's like you can see where it's going to go because mm-hmm. everything was teleplayed in the book for what happened in this book.
1: Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm talking about what John said with the first issue. I was like, oh, that was a fun. I'm, I'm glad I read that. Oh, what a fun first first episode. And then I realized, oh, wait, it's a whole trade. It's trading policy week, Paul. It's not look back week. Come on. Keep clicking next. And uh No, I was happy that I kept on going. I do say you see where John uh, is upset with the constant flashbacks and how wordy it is because I do want to
2: I'm not upset with it. I just think for the what the the story is, it was too wordy. There's too much extra going on. I think he I
1: feel like I needed that to set it up because yeah. by the end, when it gets to what is it? Day si- when she's flashing back to day six and she's talking about like, and the, 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 I think one of the issues, maybe issue three ends with like, Oh, you know me by now, you know what I chose. And then by the end of the next issue, you realize, no, she actually like stayed there with her brother until the bitter end. When the door crashed open. But luckily there was somebody there to save her at the end. And then at the very end of the issue, the same thing kind of what happens. She always says that she doesn't want to believe in hope. And yet that's all that's keeping her when the chips are down and she has to bet on it. She's betting on hope. And it's and then, you know, I was like reading this and I'm like, oh, it's a horror book. I didn't and think I was Paul like, was gonna like it,
0: honestly. just On and, that
1: note, and the thing is, with the horror book, I was like, uh, you know, it's December. I'm picking, you know, a horror I'm picking, slanted. I'm picking a horror Christmas what? Christmas story. I want a Christmas story. You know, I was like, I, you know, I kind of want to read something Christmassy here. And then I'm reading it, and I'm like, that's kind of Christmassy. All these, uh, all these lights, Christmas lights everywhere. Family. Like lights are like lights are hung everywhere to keep the the darkness at bay. We we want to protect our family. We want to stay safe together. That's 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 mother looking Christmas right there. That's what that is. So you know, at the end, the Christmas story is the one that I read the whole time along the way. So it's
2: right uh,
0: here. This so Chris, thank you for bringing me a great Christmas story. No, I'm I'm surprised because. Paul usually does not gravitate towards horror books. And that's fair. Like Horror, horror books it, are more of John's thing, and I'm surprised this wasn't on our radar. And I feel like I probably saw this solicited, but based off of the cover, it's not something that I would have yeah. picked up.
2: I remember and seeing that you cover. Like it, hack slash, it, just, it
0: looks like a hack,
1: hack slash kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's a badass girl who's kicking
0: butt. But on that note, like, I didn't pick up Hackslash until I heard, like, oh, no, this is... What's the other one that we just see. read not too long ago?
2: Slaughter, uh, House of Slaughter.
1: House, uh, the one with the... Mon- like, she goes to t- the town, and she knows how to kill all the monsters. Uh, Something killing is killing, the, killing, children. The, children. killing yeah, the children. House of Slaughter, House of Slaughter
2: is, the, is the, the, the spin-off.
1: Yeah. It feels like in those kind of veins.
0: It, I, I think that's probably spot on. Like, if you like uh, Something is Killing the Children, this is... Another kind of take on that, but like more like post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. look at it. Um, yeah.
2: I will say something is killing the children. James Tinian, Scott Snyder's protege. I think James Tinian is a better writer than Scott Snyder.
0: Um, I would because say writer. He,
2: yes. I, he, if hooks, it, he hooks you. Think about the stupid like kids go to the war planet like mm-hmm. the woods, the woods. I was like, oh, man, I really like this. It hooked me. I sat down and read it. Wind, wind, <laughs> yeah, the wind. same thing. Totally yeah. different genre. OK, uh, House of Slaughter, the same thing where I'm just or um, something is killing that something is killing the, killing the children. I sat and
0: read that. John, I haven't read House of Slaughter yet. I'm waiting to get to that point in my reading. I have like two more trades to catch up on, and then I can get into House of Slaughter. I get Uh, it. I know. I will read it. We'll talk about it.
2: But it's like, but um, Somebody's selling the Children, I read that, and then I instantly bought the second volume and continued reading it.
0: Yeah, that's one of Yanni's favorite comic books. Like, she loves that.
2: I was glad everybody took a nap. And I sat up and I was able to read two trades in the time that everybody was napping. Um, so just like James Tinney and like, and there's stuff like the, the, uh, last house on the lake or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't oh, care nice for the last house, the nice house, on, the house on the lake. Yeah. I didn't care for that. It didn't want to read the that Like, stuff.
0: I want to say like one in Eisner. Cause I think so. It, it, it definitely it probably like got better after we jumped off to after that first issue, but you know, uh, yeah, but it's just, it's just one of those things, like, he's,
2: you said it, Chris, like, Scott Snyder is hit or miss. When he hits, he really hits. When he misses, you 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 just don't want to read it. James Tinian, I think, is a lot more hits than misses, and his genre really kind of changes. It still has always not some horror elements, but he really... He's really come into his own with his, his stories and he's got I, a ton going. He's juggling <laughs> tons of balls all at once with really great stories.
0: He does. I think James Tinian is a fantastic writer. And I think he does deliver a little bit more with the writing. So I will definitely give you that. I think Scott Snyder is a great idea, man. Mm-hmm. I think he comes out with amazing ideas for books and Maybe some of them might not hit with the actual writing, but the ideas behind it. And I would say if Scott Snyder is a better Mark Millar, like where Mark Millar comes up with like ideas for books, but it's like, oh, great idea. But execution, it never hits for me anymore. Like after like Superman Sun, like I have not enjoyed a Mark Millar book that I've kind of like written it off. And not to say I wouldn't go back, but he he's not going to be on the top of my stack for whatever I'm picking up. I think Scott Snyder has done enough stuff that I have enjoyed that if I see his name on a book, I'm going to be like, I I will wait and see how how the reviews are. And that's how I heard about this book, much like Hack Hack and Slash, where the reviews of that were like, oh, this is a great like flipping of like the the Final Girls type story. Reviews of Nocterra were great, and that's why I was like, oh, this book sounds cool. Oh, it's by Scott Snyder. Oh, shit, it's Tony Daniel and art? Like, I loved his Batman art. Th- this was one that kind of crept up on me in the rear view that I didn't pick up. And I'm happy to have read it for trade and policy because I would not have picked this book up outside of the trade. Even if I had picked up the first issue for like a look back, I don't think I would have kept up on it, but reading it self-contained first start now, now I'm interested. I will be picking up the second volume. I do want to see where the story goes. And I think it's still like in ongoing, I think it's still continuing, but there's only been like three volumes of it. I don't think that it's like progressing fast often. Yeah. Often or like fast mm-hmm. enough. I think, it's probably they work on it when they have the chance. And that's just my supposition. It's, I feel like it's like a saga where they take time between whatever else they're working on to be like, all right, let's do the next couple issues of this. And then it comes out because this first one came out 2020. And I think they're only on like issue like 19 or 20 right now. And they've done a couple like one shots that launched the next arc. Um, but yeah, I I don't think it's like all right, we're double shipping this, like let's go go go. I think it's yeah, kind of a labor of love for for both of them.
2: What I think is funny is like the Mark Miller verse, which we haven't gotten anything out of that we were supposed to be getting like TV shows based on all this stuff.
0: Well, I think Netflix was like after Jupiter Ascending, they were yeah. like, all right, well let's 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 hit the brakes on. Does that come bit. out? It did.
2: But also Nobody was like it. a weird like prequel that actually had nothing to do with the first volume of Jupiter's Ascending. Um, I could see this like this seemed like, oh, we wouldn't we're going to put this out because we want to like get this picked up to be a show because you could see this as a show. Mm-hmm. Oh, the nice.
0: sets are super minimalist too. Yeah. Like you could easily make this. I think, like, the most expensive thing they could do would probably be, like, that neon garden that they go into. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's still probably not that expensive.
1: Um, There's a place in Vegas, which is the Neon neon Graveyard. You can actually go and, like, visit some of the old neon signs that the casinos have taken down. And they are now stored up. Because it's a desert, so it's completely dry. Like, they actually kind of white... You like restore them and like have them out in this area. Uh, kid and I went to it, and it's an open, like just an open spot. And you're like walking through sand and like and seeing the like these old, uh, old, it's before neon, it's so it's the old bulbs and everything. They're not powered, but that was you know, but that's what I was thinking out. when they were doing the neon garden, I'm like, oh, I kind of been there.
0: Well. I'm glad Vegas is dry enough that these can just be like left out. But Paul, one thing I am not is dry, dry because you're I'm still going. Um, my beer I picked up because I could not find the beer that John had picked up, and I I'm sad because it said online that my beer store had this, and I was walking up and down the aisle, could not find it. And the great thing about Total Wine's website is they will tell you, like, oh, if you're looking for this beer, aisle seven, bay number 22. So I knew exactly where to go to find it. Was not there. So I'm like, okay, well maybe maybe they sold out of it and like it just hasn't updated. Maybe they like rotated stock around and it hasn't been changed online. Let me let me find someone. So I I went up to a person, which is something I don't like to do. <laughs> I'm a hermit I don't like social interactions with people so like I, I find an associate and I'm like hey I'm looking for this beer it says you guys have it in stock it's this is exactly where it says it's supposed to be I'm not seeing it I don't know if maybe you sold out maybe it was moved somewhere else and wasn't updated like and I'm walking down the aisle with this guy and he's like no like because he's looking on his like store like SKU scanner yeah. and he's like it says I don't have full packs of it. I should have a couple loose cans. And I'm like, that's fine. Like, I just need one. And we're not seeing it. And then he picks up this beer, which is Brew Dog's happy Christmas, their Christmas IPA. And he's like, you know what? It says I don't have any of this in stock. I think someone was misscanning the SKUs at the register. I- I'm sorry. It's like, that's fine. Like, thank you. I appreciate it. This is good enough for my my devices like no worries. Um yeah, Happy Christmas. It's a nice light Christmas IPA. 6%. Is there anything about this that is Christmas? No, it's just a light drinkable crispy IPA. Christmas IPA more like crispness IPA. Um I I don't mind it. It's it's nice. It's like, it's delightful. I like the Lord of the Rings IPA that they put out last year. Like, that was bigger, more, like, flavorful. This is fine, though. Like, picking up a can, don't mind it. I really wish I had found the beer that I was looking for, though, because, John, what you got? Sounds delicious. Uh, uh, from BrewDog,
2: I'm drinking It's a Butte Pecan and Toffee Stout. Uh, tied into National Lampoons Christmas Vacation. Um why is the floor a- wet, John? I don't know, Margot. Uh was don't uh I did I my response was from uh don't tell mom the babysitter's dad. <laughs> uh um seven and a half percent does not drink that high of a percentage. Super chocolatey, super—you get that sweet toffee. This is really good. Um, It is um, a little bit of that syrupy sweetness to it, not super carbonated, but it is nice.
0: It is really nice. Would you say it's a butte? No. Is it a butte or is the shitterful? Oh! Oh! you know, I don't oh, like that one. I did
1: like that one because it kept with the theme. You know me. Uh, I love an event and
2: I love a theme. I I mean, I just I don't uh it's not it's more like Jesus Christ, I need a Valium. What does he say? I need a Tylenol. Where's the aspirin? Where's the aspirin? Um it's good. Um yeah, I I it's very good. It's very sweet. It's very Christmas desserty beer. But I am more in the mood for the IPA that we were drinking. And I want to finish that more than I would this.
1: I'm, I'm still loving the
2: IPA. It's great. And, uh,
1: I kind of want to talk about that movie a little bit. Uh, because it makes me want to like Chevy Chase until I learn that every single line of dialogue was written for him. It wasn't like he's app living and doing the whole thing. Like, they, there's behind the scene features that show the script. It's like, Jesus Christ, where's the Tylenol? Or where's the aspirin? Like, that's written for him, line for line. So, thank goodness I cannot enjoy Chevy Chase. You know, I... I yes, Chevy Chase has done great roles, but he has was given he? those roles.
2: He was given those roles. I will say this: I was never a huge vacation fan, fan. Any of the vacation movies, even Christmas, like they're just not well, me. Well, John, you are written. It's been written.
1: Everybody knows you hate Christmas. I do hate Christmas.
2: Do you? Um, yeah, I do.
1: I hate everything funny. There's, There's a reason why we're not doing any Christmas themed episodes this year, <laughs> listeners. I
0: don't it's... know any more movies I can all... do. He he tapped out when he said all
1: movies are Christmas movies. <laughs> He's like, guys, I don't want to do this anymore. All movies are Christmas movies. Done.
2: And that was it. It was the first year. I still had to do a second year
1: of it. Like uh, over. This is
0: nice.
1: How about Christmas songs? Don't like them. Christmas foods. Don't
2: eat don't <laughs> Christmas like. cookies? Nope nope uh the only chevy chase mo- like there's two chevy chase movies i like uh modern problems which is not a good movie uh and then three musketeers or not three musketeers amigos. three amigos but <laughs> yes. three amigos which is more of a steve martin <laughs> yeah. and martin short movie than it is chevy chase he's just they along for the ride so spice um, like us doesn't hit He's oh, in. There. That's a good I one. I do like spies like us, but I would like that movie better if anyone else played Chevy Chase. At yeah. All. And Chevy Chase has got like he's got the fun, like the the best bit is in the beginning when they're cheating on the test together. Mm. The rest of the movie is just, Aykroyd yeah. being an idiot, you know, mm-hmm. a smart idiot. The only thing I remember from Spies Like Us is Doctor, 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 Doctor. And then going to make the incision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nobody could see that I was pretending Uh I had a uh, scalpel uh, uh, and making uh, the don't do it. And then, yes, do incision there. We could see it.
1: This Uh, podcast
2: is a podcast
0: for two listeners. Whoever's not talking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't listen to this. Um, I I forgot. He was on Community. I really enjoyed Community.
1: Yeah, but not because of him.
0: I think when he, I think when he left it, it did lose something, and this is outside of just him being a terrible person on the set. Like as a character on the show, I I think Pierce was a lot of fun, and like he brought something different to the study group. Um, You say you didn't like him in the uh, "You Can Call Me Al" music video for Paul. I do. I do enjoy that
2: song, but I enjoy that song more than I enjoy the video. Yeah, because the video is
1: nothing. But every once in a while, you do need a lead tasso. You know, somebody, you know, a villain to everybody on set to to rally against. I
0: I was going to go back into the book because lead, LED, lights, Paul. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you like this because it being like pseudo horror, like it. With Tony Daniels, because, it does feel kind of more like superhero-y because that's mm-hmm. just his style. Like, and every kind time like it prays could, at could, the altar of like a Jim like it.
1: Every time it could go completely visceral, he pulls back. The, the The panel isn't on the actual slicing of somebody in half, though it does happen once. It's on like the splatter. It's not on the actual. And
0: if I, if I. Th- I think i know what you're speaking about when like someone gets by like, cut mm-hmm. It's because it it's earned like you yeah. you're happy to see it in that moment it needs There's to nothing be gratuitous you yeah. about the horror
2: in this book and most of it is like don't sh- like they don't show a lot of it and you get the idea of these creatures attacking the convoy they're attacking the truck mm-hmm. and her using the phosphorus and all that stuff to to kill the monsters but most of the time the monsters are kind of a blur Yeah. and then you see them getting blown up or hurt a couple occasions where the monster, you know, the monster jumps out of the sand and when they go into that deserted city and pops up, they kill it. They move on. Um, the most like, like with those scenes, but like the most horror, horror element was like at the end when she lets those things go and they kill everybody in the, And
1: and also it's the then during that time, it's also her flashback to being at the um, refuge and the shades or the smudges are are released for the first time. So she's witnessing true horror for the first time. She's seeing the viscera of it all and how cruel the world actually is. And she keeps on believing the world has always been even before the
2: uh, big pm BP I mean, isn't it BP or is
0: it PB pm yeah PM? It, I think it's yeah. I think it's BP because they're saying big pm yeah. because sun's gone out mm-hmm. perpetual darkness and going back through it John I was agreeing with you and then Paul you said something before and then I was like oh no like they're both right because Yes, this book is wordy, but I feel like all the wordiness is there in service of the mm-hmm. the world building, because you're kind of just jumping into this and it's just letting you know the status quo of where we are. Like. It, it's a lot of tell, don't show, but having it come from Val as she's sitting there, like recanting the story, it, it works. It's not just like it's. Captions saying like on this Day at this time the sun went down For Mm -hmm. the final time Now people need to survive like you're hearing It from Val's perspective And I I think that makes It work a little bit more because Truth be told I Read this book when I had to take my Car in to get some work done And (laughs) I was stuck sitting there like All day Mm. so I Read through this in one sitting and I was like Oh, this was actually like really enjoyable. After having it sitting on my shelf for a while, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll sit down and I'll read this for an hour." And like, I'll come back and I'll finish it at some point. Um, <clears throat> I also read it in one sitting. Hey, that's I, how we read most of the the train fallsy stuff. But no, I'm uh, I'm glad we have usually I sit usually I sit down and I
2: read it in one sitting. But I read this in a couple, and it was just because like I realized, oh crap podcast tomorrow i haven't read it and usually i have time during wednesdays are my day off during the week and i have time during that day to read and i forgot to do it during the day Mm -hmm. so i had to start reading it at night and then i paused and then read some in the morning before work read some during work and then finished it uh after work but it it is a good book Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would on my own pick up volume two and read it. But if, Chris, you said next trade in policy uh, for me, I'm just going to pick number two. I wouldn't be unhappy with that. I would be like, oh, OK, it gives me a reason to do it. It's not something I'm just going to do on my own.
0: Hmm. Hint, hint. Pick, pick you, want me to, you want me to pick it up yeah. um, I, Paul I, wants you my, to do it too I gave my thoughts like this is definitely something I do want to read volume 2 mm-hmm. um, I, I bought it a physical <laughs> trade I'm I'm still trying to figure out my comic book buying and that's kind of going to be one of my new year's resolutions because I'm still in that like I would like to read things digitally but I have that I like physical feel let me buy a book i i'll have to buy this trade actual physical uh paperback guys reading comic books sucks now
2: (laughs) i would love to be able to go to the shop i don't have time anymore and it's kind of why And I mean, it was well before I even met my wife that I went more digital and was doing digital. But with my son, it was so easy to keep up on my comic books and do that. And then I was making it a thing every week, every other week, taking my son to do that. And we don't have the ability to do it with him actually in school now Mm -hmm. and having the baby. So I don't have that like, oh, I can do it.
1: Chris, he uh, hears yeah. that babies ruin everything. That's what John
2: just said. I can go to the comic book store right now. If I wanted to. They're closed, but good. you could go there. uh You know what? But my like, you say that, Paul. But my little girl is so enamored yes, with John. me lately that every time I look at her, she's just all smiles and giggles and wants me to hold her, and she's so happy and smiley that I don't care about going to a comic book shop. I just want to hold my happy, smiley baby. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so what John, a great what time of year is. to
1: have kids, because you know everything's magical, and you can make it all about magic and have it. Yes, I understand. This is a hard time of year for some of us, John.
2: Let's get past it. <laughs> you brought you brought up kids sucking it I'm like i love my kids you weren't complaining about them just a second ago i said i can't get out to a regular comic book shop but i can still buy everything digitally i can still digitally buy my books and enjoy them so what i
1: like about uh (laughs) is it the worlds that set up it kind of makes sense for who's actually the survivors and who's creating the world that we're living in it's nothing but fifth and sixth graders like they're like creating the rules and like, oh yeah, li- we'll create survival camps and like we'll just hang up streetlights everywhere. It's any place that had streetlights, we're we're that's what that's where we're setting up out, outposts and camps. And then like behind the scenes of it all, so the actual people that are older and had power before and still have power now, and they're actually running <sighs> the show. And everybody else that's left is just <clears> the. <throat> Twelve-year-olds that
2: survived the first onslaught. Yeah. The, I mean, there was, like, oh, there was cool stuff. Like, oh, this is the spot where we set up for us to camp for the night uh, to do this. Um, and who would have to, thought of that, to, John? So, kids. Yeah, no, I agree, Paul. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't put it together until you said it. And I was like, oh, yeah, it makes sense that they would be like, oh, this is. We need to make safe, but also like make safe spots, do this. Mm -hmm. What I didn't get was setting up the things to catch the little dog and cat creatures to kill them. I was like, are they doing this to eat them? For food, yeah. Yeah, this is for dinner. They, they, Uh,
1: They trap them there. Nothing dies. Like in the dark, like they're not hunting for, they're not killing for food. Nothing's eating. Like the trees are now not green because there's no chlorophyll. But they're still growing. Everything's twisted and just like survives. Like wood that's
0: infected doesn't burn mm-hmm. as bright. Yeah. Uh yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I I would love if this was p- picked up for like some sort of adaptation. I think it could be a cool little bit more sci-fi I, uh Last of Us. I need to
1: I need to know that it ends within like three to four trades though. Like, because the whole, like, oh, oh, we're safe. Yes, we found. I can't have false victories over and over and over again. Like, we got the false victory. Hey, we're here. We did it. Like, you know, it's the uh, John Campbell, like, uh, uh, hero's journey kind of thing. Like, you should only have one false victory. And then, you know, you face the actual enemy and move on. And she mentions at the very end of this first trade, like, hey, This is where I was, actually. This is when I thought the world, the light comes back, was this moment. Not when we face the knock himself. Not when we find Eros for the first time. Like, all that needs to now happen because she called it out
0: relatively soon. Like,
1: within two or three more traits.
0: And it needs to wrap up. So, I mean, there's currently only 19 issues of this. And I think there's, like, three like special one shots that mm-hmm. fit in there and then launch the next like story arc. Uh, so I'm saying not if lot, there's, that's not a lot of common.
1: <laughs> if there are six issues in this first trade, right? There's six. Yes. Uh, Then yeah, I'm good between 18 and 24. Yeah. Yeah. That works out. 18. Yeah. I'm good between 18 and 24 total, maybe 25 yeah. because of one shots.
0: Because uh, volume three collects issues uh, twelve through sixteen, and then one of the the specials. So, so it needs
1: to, I'm just saying it would need to wrap up within that next trade, because otherwise it, I can't I can't be in this world that long. I will turn into one of those dark shade smudges.
0: Um, for me, it, it depends on where I get into it. Like moving on, I don't know if I feel like I do about something like. Saga, where you a story told in flashback, but it's telling the story of this family growing and continuing on like struggling through life. I feel like with starting off where Noctera does, it does have like a somewhat more bridged like ongoingness, mm-hmm. but I don't know I, I have not dipped my toes back into saga uh since like the first break that brian on took so i don't know but i don't know i feel like this does have an end in sight probably even if they haven't announced it i, I would
1: need that to before i like if i was going to purchase any more of these because i had to purchase this one um i would need to know that there was an end and it's kind of fulfilling like, Why the Last Man, I always felt like it was leading to an end, and I trusted Brian K. Vaughn to get me there. Scott Snyder, I can trust if he says, yes, I have a plan for the ending of this story. I would tw- trust he would get me to that end. But I just need to know that he actually has a plan for the end. That's I'm awesome.
2: John. I mean I would like I said I probably wouldn't pick up the next volume on my own to read but if it was a trade-in policy I would be happy to read it I do enjoy this world I did enjoy this book I had a couple nitpicks about it um but I think Tony Daniels art is perfect for this I really liked his art in this um, and I think it's a good story. Like I, I did like it. I liked the characters. Um, Blacktop Bill, obviously my favorite. Uh
0: you of a mysterious in the dark villain. I do. I love a good. I love it, a good bad guy, even in the light. Like he's just all in the dark. He's all black. Then he just can touch you and burn you. Um, yeah. Uh, I did enjoy this. I don't know where it's going because the last issue that came out was back in September of 2023 uh, that said it was the conclusion of the No Breaks arc. There is nothing else after that. so Maybe it wrapped. We'll see. Yeah. We'll never wrap though. We will at some point. Some We're going to end. Eventually, it's going to be Paul. Paul's going to be oh, the yeah, first I one to go, die. and I we have multiple first. like I am in memoriam pictures that we can then put up. But listener, thanks for checking this out. Have you read how Are you going to? Based off of our reviews of it, I think you should. It's really cool. Uh, let us know. Emails at begboardcast at gmail.com. Comment on any of the social media posts for this her episode, um, guys. High
1: five. Good looking out. Good looking out. High five.